This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is presented by College Bar and Grill, 502 South College Avenue in Tempe, and online at ilovecollege.co. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy, and I'm Tom Callahan. Welcome in to another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tom, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. We talked about last week. You told me gritty was last weekend or two weekends ago. Nitty was last. Oh, nitty. Gritty is gritty this coming yeah. up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, Sun Devils are going to the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Last week of the regular season. Big. Um, and... Look, and all the humility aside uh, from Coach Powers and the organization, this is a tournament team. Uh, They've done enough, in my opinion, and I think the opinion of a lot of people, to merit being in the national tournament. The question becomes where, uh, what seed, what regional, so those are things yet to be determined. Um, And and going into Minnesota, you know what, Uh, if they can win one, if not two on the road, get to 22 or 23 wins, that's a tremendous year, uh, but also to show you can beat a big program in its home rank. Look, I know that there's been some, well, BC's having a down year, BU's having a down year, Minnesota's having a down year. There's still a mystique yeah, yeah. that has existed for decades around these programs. And for a program that hasn't even been around for a decade, right? you know, not even half of one, yep. this is a, a big moment every time they step on the ice against one of those, um, you know, gemstone type of featured programs in the NCAA. So the, no exception. And they did it on purpose. They scheduled that way this year. Uh, so going up to Minnesota, yet another test. They passed a lot of tests this yeah. year, a lot yeah, of yeah. tests. And so, Scott, I think that uh, this is their chance to, to kind of hone their game just a little bit more before they have that three-week break. Okay, so before we get really into the tournament, because we'll have a lot of time, obviously, yeah. with three weeks, but let's talk a little bit about, A, the importance of going in strong, going on. You want to win your last game of the season, your sure. last couple of games. But uh, you also want to you – know, let me step back. Is there an importance – to where you're seated in a regional tournament when it's one and done? Only if the matchup doesn't favor you. Right. That's the only way I think it matters uh, because you're still going to travel. Yeah. You're not playing doesn't in matter. Phoenix. You're not getting home ice. Right. You're, you're not going to be in Tempe in front of your fans, but you could be in a Providence in front of your own fans. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it, to, to that, I guess it matters there. Uh, probably the least favorable spot would be Fargo. Um, I feel like there's a good East Coast alumni base for this team, so it's important for them to be there. And I think Providence is probably the best because it's kind of halfway between New York and Boston. Boston. Yeah. And you yeah, can draw absolutely. a lot of fans from the Northeast. It's easily accessible. It's got a major airport uh, if anybody really wanted to, to get their dander up and fly in. But as far as the seating goes, I mean, one versus four, two versus three, throw everything out the window anyway um all things you know pretty much become equal at that point it's just who plays better in two hockey games right and that's that's the thing it's 16 teams of parity we just talked with coach powers about the parity that there is so much parity in college hockey right now that i don't know that there's a big difference between the talent level at one and four or one and 16 for example yeah and and you know what teams play different styles they play different ways there's a lot of talent in hockey scattered across the country um, and I mean, you know as well as I do, a, a team that 
isn't as good on paper, but plays better as a team, can win a game. A goaltender can steal a game, uh, even when you get 50 shots against. I mean, yep. All you need to do is, is find a way to get the break or the bounce, a little bit of puck luck. So anything can happen, as long as you're prepared and you're ready. And that, to me, is actually going to be the biggest challenge for Arizona State. Are they going to be prepared heading into tournament time? Ah, you led me into that one. Uh, I want to jump back to Minnesota, though, and not get too far ahead of okay. it. Right. When I look at these this weekend series, big ice sheet, right? Speedy forwards for uh, both teams, but especially for ASU, they've got a lot of team speed. Yeah. So I give the check mark, if you will, to the ASU offense. I think they're going to be okay. I also give the check mark to the goaltender. It's going to be Joey Decord, win or lose. He's the guy that's going to be the backstop. Where I'm a little bit nervous is the young defensive core for ASU. How will they stand up to the speed of Minnesota, the talent of Minnesota, and also the big ice sheet? Your thoughts on that? Well, and so for those who may not know, uh, Minnesota plays on an Olympic-sized sheet of ice, which means instead of being 85 feet wide, it's 100 feet wide. So there's an extra seven and a half feet on the wings. Um, it makes a difference for defensemen and for goaltenders, uh, but especially defensemen. So gap coverage, a gap is how far you are from your attacking forward. And you want to yes. make sure you're, you're, you gap up correctly and make sure you, you have basically that attacking forward under control. With that extra room on the wall, um, the D has to be very conscious of if you let a guy go wide, how wide do you let him go? Because now there's extra room over there. Does he have more chance to make a play from the wing? Yes. Is a shot as dangerous from out there? No. Um, and so the goaltender, Joey DeCourt, is going to have to make sure that his angles are, are proper and he's not leaving a, a hole for a shot. But um, that's the decision now defensemen are faced with in gapping up with a guy is, okay, if he's going to go wide, how do I let him go wide? But if he's going wide with speed, do I have to turn earlier? Um, and if he's turned out wider and I decide to pivot towards right. that wall, now does he have more room to come back in front of me yeah. and get back to the center of the ice where he's much more dangerous? And so that gap coverage is something they definitely have to be cognizant of defensively. Um, could be a place where they struggle if they're not ready for it. Right. You can coach it um, and you get on the bigger ice and you see it a little bit more, but uh, that's going to come down to the coaches talking to the defensemen and saying, look, if A, then B, and it's got to be programmed in, it has to be an instinctive reaction for them. And you may have a guy who beats you wide, but if he's coming off the wall from down low and he does get around you, um, you also have to have a recovery plan yes. to know to help your goaltender and, and try to keep that shot as, as from a bad of an angle as possible. So yeah, that's going to be really big for these young defensemen is to make sure that gap coverage is, is right. So I asked our uh, next guest, Joey DeCord, I asked him a little bit about um, his thoughts and whether he could adjust to an Olympic size ice sheet quickly. Um, they are going to skate, from what I understand, Thursday night when they get there. They're also going to have a morning skate on Friday. He said, yeah, it was not going to be a big deal. I'm comfortable. He talked about playing within the paint uh, yeah. in that and staying a little farther back in that. And then he also talked, what you talked about last week, about patience, about giving the, the uh, attacking forward a little bit more time to get to where he's going before he maybe shoots the puck and not moving too quickly on him. So, Looking forward to seeing what Joey will do. Uh, two big games. We're going to come back and we're going to take a quick break now and come back with Joey DeCord and our little conversation about the final regular season weekend of the year. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. 
Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Welcome in to another segment, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I got the goaltender with me, Joey Decord. Welcome in. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're down to the last weekend of the season. Mm -hmm. We're going to Minnesota. Olympic ice sheet. How excited is Joey Decord right now? You know, I'm pretty excited. It's um, it's pretty cool when we, you know, lately we've been looking at my class especially. has been looking at where we've played. Um, you know, being independent, we get the luxury to play a lot of different teams. Right. And um, you know, when you when you look at it, it's 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 pretty cool. We've played in basically all of the you know biggest college hockey arenas and markets. <laughs> you know, now especially with Minnesota coming up this weekend, like you look at, we've played at all the big Boston schools. Um, we've played at Penn State. We've played at Notre Dame. Um, the seniors played at Wisconsin. I know I'm forgetting some, but we've played right. um, played at Denver. We played at all these huge um, arenas and um, all in all these big time hockey markets. So it's pretty cool, and I think that we're probably the only team that really gets to say that because we get the luxury of um, you know when we're independent playing all these different schools. Yeah. So let's let's jump back a little bit. Let's jump back to the Desert Classic, and I I touted it before that started that that was four pretty good teams. Mm -hmm. um, I also said there were four pretty good goaltenders. And when you look at the numbers right now, the four of you that played in that uh, Desert Classic are right up near the top in the NCAA in almost every category. Mm -hmm. You have the lead in wins right now at 21. You got the lead in shutouts. Your save percentage is up there. Your goals against is okay. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Um, you know, pretty good. I mean, I don't really look at that stuff too much. I know you don't. Just I know you look at the wins, right? Yeah, just the win count basically is, is what's important. You know, I think, um, you know, to be to be such, you know, to have such an improvement on last season. And, um, you know, I think uh, between my first two seasons combined, I think we've tripled our win total or something like that almost, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, it's pretty cool and, and it's really special. And just, you know, winning just, um, you know, it's the most fun thing in hockey. So um, it's been pretty special this year. I know you guys have taken the season one game at a time, right? And that's extremely important when you get into the national tournament run mm -hmm. because it's one and done, right? Yep. So as the way you guys have built through the season, how does it feel as a goaltender? Are you feeling like every period is I got to win this period? Or how? Are, what's your mind thought? No, I mean, I think, um, you know, for me personally, I just try to take it one shot at a time. It's, it's taking the next chance, the next shot, yeah. and just... Um, doing whatever I can to help our team win and, and try to make that next save. So, you know, whether I get scored on or make a save, it, it doesn't matter. It's the next shot and it's, um, you know, staying focused for the entire 60 minutes. You know, when you look at a team like yourselves that have gotten better and gotten better, you went from underdogs. Now mm -hmm. I think you might be favorites sometimes and people look at you a little differently. Are you feeling that too? I mean, media attention obviously steps up, but are other teams starting to look at you like now, they have to give you their best shot because they want to knock you guys off. Yeah, well, I think I think you know in the first my first two seasons it was most of the time we kind of came to the game yeah. either as you know even or or the underdog. So right. um, to be in a situation this year where we expect to win every single night is is for me a little unique, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. um, compared to the last two years. But it's a good feeling, you know. I think I think when you expect to win and you 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 hold yourself accountable that you should win. Um, you know, it kind of it kind of feeds that winning culture. You you know, like and 
things just kind of seem to go our go our way this year, and and it's been really cool. And you know, I kind of think it's been a snowball effect. Yeah. It is one of those things where we won some games early, we beat some good teams early, and then it just kind of snowballed, and we just kept winning and winning, and things just kept going our way. And then now we're at a point where um, you know we're twenty one ten and one, and and we're one of the best teams in the country. So it's pretty cool. You know, I sit at Oceanside right above your bench, right, and I've watched your guys' demeanor, yours, your teammates, and in years past, I've seen maybe like when adversity hits, you guys are kind of like hanging on. It's like, we want to get the tie. We want to hang in here. We don't want to get blown out. Mm -hmm. But this year, it's like adversity hit you hard with AIC in that second game. Yep. And I watched your teammates step up and go like, we got this. We're the better team. I heard comments like that. I heard like, mm -hmm. all overtime means is we get the next one. Yeah. Now I look at your record. I see 21-10-1. There's one tie. Yep. There was chances for other ties, right? Yep. But you guys are different this year, right? Mm -hmm. You're finishing overtimes. What's the difference? I don't know. I think it's just that, that winning mentality and just knowing we're going to win when, when, the, when overtime yeah. starts. I think, um, you know, obviously we never want to blow a lead, but when you play so many games and you're in the lead so yeah. many times, eventually, you it's know, gonna you're going to get in penalty trouble, like, which is what happened, and, and or things aren't going to go your way. And um, I thought it was an incredible testament to the character we have in our locker room to give up three straight, have overtime forced on us, and then go score anyways to win the game. I <laughs> thought that was um, like a season-defining moment because that's kind of what our whole season's been about. I want to ask you about, Coach Powers brought this up to me, that that was the first time you guys have been scored on six and five. What did AIC do differently to you that? He said they drew up a great game plan to score that goal. Mm -hmm. What did Penn they do? State did, did you... too. Oh, did they? Penn okay. State tied it up, and then we won an overtime in that game too. Okay. Yeah, Johnny scored. So, <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> So what do they do differently on six and five? And from a goaltender's perspective, what are you looking for on a six on five? Anything different or? Well, on a six on five, you're basically just trying to, to stay in the middle of your net and just mm -hmm. trying to find the puck. So when there's, when there's 11 guys on the ice, it's, it's really crowded and right. usually they put an extra guy in front of the net. So you really can't see anything. Um, so on that play, they kind of got it off the half wall and, and the guy kind of drove towards the net. And so I was trying to find the puck and they had two guys right in front of me, so I couldn't see anything. Um, and then they made a nice play. They threw it down to the goal line, and I was a little late getting there. And then they just whipped it across the front of the net, and then it was just a melee in front of the net, and right. somehow found a way in. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, sometimes putting the puck to the, towards the net's yeah. a, a good play, and, and that's just kind of what happened. And um, you know, they benefited from it. But once again, it was an incredible effort from our guys to to regroup and then reset and go <laughs> score a minute or two into overtime. <laughs> I want to ask you and wrap things up by you telling me a little bit about the difference between Olympic-sized ice and ocean-sized ice, for example. For a goalie? What, yeah. What do you yeah. have to do differently and what, what's your mindset coming into this weekend? Yeah, I, it's, it's not too different. I think um, when you're playing on an Olympic sheet as a goalie, the angles are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so you really just got to focus on staying in your paint and being a little more patient because um, you can get caught outside your posts yeah. um, a little more frequently and, a little, and caught out of the net at times. So. Really what you're trying to do is just trying to stay, um, you know, keep it a little bit deeper in your net um, and just try to make really good reads on, on the play and um, just be as patient as possible. How fast can you adjust to that? Uh, you, get a, you get a morning skate up there on Friday. Yeah. Will you adjust during that morning skate pretty much and be ready to go Friday night? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Final question for you. When you're up there and you have open ice, 
you like to play the puck. There's no secret <laughs> about that. Yeah. What's going through your head about playing the puck? Any different? Any chances that you might take this weekend that you wouldn't take sitting uh, at Oceanside Ice Arena? Not really. I think you know I'm, I'm just going to try to play my game, and if that involves playing the puck a little bit more or a little less, it really depends on the type of game it ends up being. If they don't give me the puck, if they don't want to dump it in, then I never touch the puck anyways. So right. um, you know, it really depends on how the game goes, and. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can and, and do what I normally do. And, you know, if that ends up uh, me, me playing the puck, then, then I'll enjoy it a lot. <laughs> I can see that smile on your face. Joey Decord, I appreciate your time as always. We'll see you up there. I'm coming up there to do a weekend cool. series on you guys. So it's just the uh, end of the regular season. There's yep. more to come. Yeah, first time for that. So it's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> hey, you want to get rid of that sting from the rink? or maybe wipe out the smell of smoke, pets, or other household irritants. When you need an organic-based odor, bacteria, virus, mold, or fungus eliminated safely, naturally, and with no harmful toxins or residues left behind, call on OxyPow. For more information or to get in touch, visit OxyPow.com. That's O-X-Y-P-O-W.com. Welcome back in, folks. Tom Callahan with me. Uh, we just had a great visit with Joey Decord. We're talking goaltenders, old goaltender. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Joey's chances at Minnesota? You know what? I think he's a he's a cerebral kind of guy. Um, puts a lot of thought into his game, and and I think that will help him a lot. Um, the, the upside of that is sometimes if you're a goaltender, you can't get in your own head. Right. Uh, but I don't think I don't think he does that. I think he's calm. He's cool. He's collected. So I think that that will help him make the, the transition up there. And you know what, he's had a heck of a season. There's no reason why it's not gonna continue. I'm gonna throw a little behind the scenes. I gotta get this in there. I know you had a little conversation with Joey about the future, and we don't wanna see that future here in ASU happen for about another year and a half, two years <laughs> or so, but you noticed some things going on with the Ottawa program who holds his draft rights and the trade deadline and where Ottawa's headed. What did you tell Joey? What, what kind of advice did you give him as an old goaltender and a guy that's been around the NHL and the AHL? Yeah, Ottawa's getting younger. Uh, clearly, at this trade deadline, they, they've uh, you know cast off their biggest names. Actually, over the last year or so, it started with Eric Carlson. Oh, um, Stone now. Yes, I mean, it, they're going younger. There's no two ways about it. They traded for picks and prospects. Um, and, and Joey is a definite prospect in that organization. Now, this offseason, uh, coming up, he has a chance to go restricted free agent, which I mean, there's a lot behind it. We're not going to go into all the limitations. But anyway, point being, Ottawa would have to re-sign him to an entry-level deal. Um, and if that does happen, I don't think that's a bad place for him to be, although they have a, a senior goaltender in Craig Anderson who's been around the league a long time. He's going to play as long as he wants to play in Ottawa. Um, and that's probably going to be a couple of seasons. Uh, so why not come back to... ASU for your senior season, you know, not only get your degree, which I think is very important, um, but playing for a nationally ranked college program, you're the guy, you're going to get the net, uh, you'll get all the playing time, you'll get probably as many, if not more starts than you would in the American Hockey League right. um, playing there. So I think that, uh, do I think the caliber of the AHL is higher than NCAA D1? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do think that, you know, and you'll still have to go that road probably while waiting for Anderson because you don't want any young developing goaltender to be a backup in the NHL, you'd rather he be a starter in the AHL yeah, and play right. those minutes. So um, I just think if, if I were Joey, depending on what happens, Ottawa, uh, you know, if he gets a chance to go elsewhere, maybe the roadmap changes a little bit, but I think the future for Ottawa is 
three to five years from now. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, it's not going to be anytime soon. And uh, I think that bodes well for the roadmap and the development map for a guy like Joey. I'm going to summarize what Tom just told you. He said, Joey DeCord, come back to ASU yeah. for your second season. <laughs> Enough said. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and visit with uh, one of the co-captains for the Arizona State Sun Devils, Tyler Bush. Want to do something fun and interesting for your next group outing, family get-together, or birthday party? Well, check out an ice rental at Oceanside Ice Arena. Oceanside offers private skating group rates that include figure or hockey skate rental for all skaters in the group. Oceanside also does private ice rental for hockey and other events as well. Call Adam Mims at 480-941-0944, extension 11, or visit them online at OceansideIceArena.net. Welcome in to another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's nitty-gritty time, right? It's down to the last weekend of the regular season. I've got one of the co-captains with the uh, Arizona State Southern Devils with me, Tyler Bush. And Tyler, first of all, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about what's going through your head with one week of the regular season to go in your, uh, in your season. Uh, well, it's an exciting time for us. Um, you know, this is kind of what we've been working for all year to, you know, play meaningful games at this time of the season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just uh, continuing to do the same thing we've done all year. And, um, you know, I think that's why we've had success all year is we haven't uh, changed our approach ever. And, um, you know, we're just car carrying the same mindset into Minnesota. So Minnesota's coming up this weekend, but let's take a step back to uh, senior weekend a couple weekends ago and, and playing AIC. And you get a couple of wins. The last one was a little bit more... Uh, adversity than you probably yeah. wanted but you got it done so tell me a little bit about this team and how you guys handle adversity uh well i think we do we do a great job i think um uh that wasn't the first game all year that we've you know <laughs> kind of blow blew a third uh third period lead and um you know i think um in college hockey you see that happen quite a bit um, right. you know teams can score quick and when they get a little bit of momentum it's uh it can be tough to stop but um you know i think our our bench really handled it well and um you know, especially for the five guys that were that were playing their last home games, I think it was it was uh, you know good for us to to kind of buckle down and, and end up getting that OT win for them. You know, I sit right above you guys in the press box here at Oceanside, and I noticed some maturity on your team uh, for the first time, really, for me that I've noticed it, I guess. But when you guys were uh, taking their best punch, you set it up. I know uh, um, a couple other guys. Jacob uh, Wilson stood up, but you guys kind of calmed the bench down, didn't you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, emotions were running high there for a couple shifts in a row there. And, um, you know, we, we ended up with a five-minute minute penalty. And uh, I think we, we kind of just, you know, decided to take a deep breath and, um, you know, kind of get through it. And we've been in that position before. So uh, it was nothing new for us. And like you said, just, just trying to calm the nerves a bit and, and get everyone to settle down a bit. And then, um, you know, I think we did a great job uh, you know, I think we gave up one, one goal in that penalty kill, but um, yeah. to get through that for the most part was was a good job by our penalty kill. And, um, you know, Dax did a great job too, standing on his head. What's it like when you get 13 consecutive minutes of penalties that you got to kill? It yeah. really pulls everything out of whack, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, especially for guys that don't, don't play special teams, it can be tough to uh, sit on the bench for a while and, and not get to touch the ice. So, um, you know, it's not ideal, but... Um, I think we, we handled it well and um, got through it. And then, um, you know, a guy like PJ Morocco that, um, you know, might not have seen, seen as much ice because of special teams, uh, you know, he stood up in a big way and, and scored us a big goal in overtime. 
You know, you and I have talked earlier in the year about your role as a captain on this team, and I asked Coach Powers last week about it, and he was telling me that you're the guy that has to look guys in the eye and, and straighten them out here and there, and Brittany kind of comes behind you and, and picks them back up again. Is that your role? Is that how you feel, or do you just do what you do? Yeah, I think um, you could say that. I mean, I think we have a good dy dynamic there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more vocal, and... Um, you know, maybe show my emotions a little bit more than him, but uh, you know, I think I think our team does a great job of handling it. You know, when guys um, you know maybe make mistakes, um, you know, they'll own up to it. And um, you know, if if you get in a little bit of an argument or get heated a little bit, I think that's that's just our competitive nature. And right. um, guys understand that you know we're playing at a high level, and um, you know you have to sometimes look look yourself in the mirror and you know ask if you're doing enough and you know I'm the same way too if, I, if I'm not doing enough um, you know I'll you know anyone can can you know say it to my face and, and let me know and um, you know I'll take it like a man and um, you know do my best to, to turn things around so I think our, our team does a does a really good job of responding that way so you you're heading into Minnesota this weekend like I said already it's the last uh, regular season weekend and we we all kind of feel like you guys have made enough of a stride but I know you guys want a couple more wins and uh, now you're going to a big ice sheet again as a mm -hmm. forward how do you feel with the uh, the big ice sheet up at Minnesota uh, it's a bit of a change I guess yeah you, you gotta have, um, I think you gotta focus on you know getting good angles and, and taking time and space away from guys because um, you know, if you give them room on a big sheet of ice like that, they can, um, you know, they can pick you apart if, if you're not, um, if you're not closing the gap quickly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for us, I, I think not much changes. We're still going to try to play our style of game and, um, you know, it's worked for us all year. So, um, you know, just like I said, just taking better angles and, and using our feet a little more and uh, I think we should be fine. So let's, let's play the hypothetical here. Let's say you guys get yourselves into the national tournament. And you've got three, almost four weeks to uh, to relax, to heal, to prepare. Good or bad? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I think it's you know we we just that's it the is cards. what it is, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the cards we're dealt, and um, you know when the time comes, I think we'll we'll handle it well, and um, you know we're gonna have to to treat it like a positive, and and you know get rest and get healthy, and um, you know I think at this point of the year, guys are nicked up and. And have gone through a lot, so um, you know I can only help but think that it, that it'll be good for us. And uh, you know we got to get through Minnesota still, but um, you know after that, just you know continue to work out and, and uh, you know train and rest and you know just play by ear and see how everything goes. You know every game that you play at this point is historic for the program, right? You just keep adding wins and adding more things to that chart. But is there a number? I mean, it's 23 wins. I know you want to win every game, but it's is there a big difference between 21 wins where you're at now and 23 in your mind? Uh, I mean, yeah, you want to you want to win every time you're out there, and um, I think we've we've done a really good job of um, not looking too far ahead all year. And um, I know everyone's you know thinking about the tournament and and getting up getting to a good spot, but um, you know I, I don't think that that we should change our approach at all. I think we just you know keep treating every weekend like a must win and. And we've been doing that, you know, ever since uh, since the start of the year, really. And yeah. um, I think that, you know, if we keep treating it the same, we should be fine. So, final question for you: Have you seen a difference on the way teams approach you now that you're having some success? Your uh, start of the season, did did people take you differently? And right now, are you expecting like maybe you guys got a little target on your back where somebody wants to try to beat you to mm -hmm. prove something for their own people? 
Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think um, you know when any team team <laughs> has a good record like us, and um, you know teams are trying to catch us, and it's no surprise that um, the teams are bringing their best every night. And um, you know, I think that's that's what we want, and you know, that's I think the. Our competitive nature, you know, you know, strives in that <laughs> situation, and I think we've been handling it really well and, and doing a good job. Tyler Bush, congratulations on a great year so far. I know there's a lot more hockey left to play. We'll see you up in Minnesota. We're going to be up there and doing a little uh, wrap-up show for us. So right. we're looking forward to a good weekend. Sounds good. Perfect. Thank you. All right, folks. Welcome right. back in. Hope you enjoyed that uh, interview with Tyler Bush, one of the co-captains here, and his as Coach Powers likes to call him, the voice, right? Because he's the guy that stands up to everybody. He beats them down a little bit when they do something wrong and then brings some passion and sneaks in and gives them that little hug and, and that little inspiration. Good cop, bad cop, yeah. That's the way to run your team, right? Well, you know, I mean, you, you need all kinds of leaders. And on a team of leaders, which is the way Coach Powers recruits, um, you know, every guy finds their role. And, and Bush is the, the voice in the room. He's the, the guy who's... You know, look, not everybody responds to a guy getting in their face, but some guys sure do. And right. they get fired up and they want to either prove that guy wrong or they want to fight for that guy and get behind him and, and make it happen. And then, as you mentioned, sometimes some guys need a hug <laughs> right. um, or a little pat on the fanny to make them feel better after all is said and done. But um, both styles can be equally effective. I, I, I think that's the way they built this program on purpose. I think it's great because I do think there's 20 leaders in that locker room, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and whether you're wearing a letter or not, um, I think that that's, it's incumbent upon you at different times when it's your time to step up that you do. And I think these guys have done that all year. Let's talk a little bit about this final weekend is, is approaching now. It's going to be over with soon. They're going to be tasked with doing something to maintain their intensity level, to maintain game action, if you will, mm -hmm. heading into a tournament, which we all believe they're headed towards. Um, so we look at this team right now, they're built for one game at a time, right? How do you do three and a half weeks waiting for that next one game at a time? Um, I think, you, you, first of all, it will involve a decent amount of rest in the first week. You tell guys, um, maybe get away from the rink a little bit more than normal. Um, you know, you still skate, you still try to keep them around maybe, do some off-ice stuff. Uh, you don't want to lose their heads completely, but you, you're gonna need to rest some injuries. Everybody's well, got them. Guess what next week is at ASU? Spring break week. Oh, there you so, go. There we go. Yeah. There's the rest and relaxation as long as it's too much fun. Right. And then you come back and you start getting into game action, right? Well, that's, that's what you have to tell the guys. Hey, be smart. Yep. Have fun, enjoy yourself. You're a college kid, but just yep. be smart, that's all. Um, and and you can go and enjoy yourself, but and then you come back, you get on the ice, and then you know you go back to the foundation and the skills, and you go back to almost the mundane. You work on your breakouts, you work on your special teams, um, you get guys skating a little bit. You make sure their wind is still up because conditioning goes away so fast, even right. in, in 18, 20, 21 year old kids, um, it it goes quick. So you have to stay on the the conditioning and then the final week is the fine-tuning of the things that you want to hone going into tournament time and then your travel um, all built in there so it's it's not easy yeah. to keep mentally focused I mean maybe you break it up maybe you scrimmage a little bit you do things um, that maybe you haven't done in a short week but when you've got three weeks you can you can maybe take a little different approach so that's the ASU side of things, right? Right. Everybody else in the country is going to be playing in a conference tournament some, 
some magnitude, right. right? Some of them have to win to get in. Some of them want to win because they've been the number one seed in their conference maybe or the number one team in their conference all year long. So how does this, uh, uh, let's, let's take two conferences. You got the WCHA, which is clearly going to be Minnesota State unless somebody really shocks the world. Right. But then you got the Big Ten, for example, where everybody's beating up everybody. What do you prefer if you're a coach of one of those teams in one of those leagues? Do you want to be Minnesota State and have the easier road, or do you want to battle? Well, I, uh, I, so who do I want to face, believe it or not, would be more than Minnesota State. Right. Because they've been up top all along, and they just expect they're going to win. They're going to win. Maybe you catch a team like that, thinking they're going to walk over you, and you can surprise them. Um, as far as a team that's had to battle to get in, I, as a coach, want my team to fight and earn what they, they need to do. Yeah. We're a good team, but we had to win that division, or yeah, the, the conference tournament, rather. We had to play hard and, and elevate our game to get past our, our opponents, and I would much rather have that as a schedule going in, uh, provided there's no injuries to my team. You know, uh, it's, you don't want to have to blow everything out just to win right uh because then you get into the tournament it's like well what do you have left in the tank so yeah um yeah i think that uh i mean i'd rather face a team that that might be a little overconfident um but by the same token scott i mean it's you know if there is a team that runs out of gas at the wrong time and you right. happen to catch them in the tournament i'm not going to apologize for that yeah exactly well it's going to be a fun week it's going to be even a more fun three weeks as we look forward to selection sunday on the yep. 24th and seeing where this team is headed and what lies ahead for them. We'll get extensively into that over the next three or four weeks, but right now we're gonna focus on Minnesota. We're gonna hope that they get in there. My magic number is still sitting at one because I think they need 22 wins just to feel totally comfortable. Um, 23 wouldn't hurt. And if they get 21, we're not gonna go, I'm sorry, you're not in. Right. I think it's just gonna be a matter of where you find yourself in the positioning. I think they're going to play Minnesota close no matter what happens. Uh, and I think they will find a way to persevere. I can't see them not managing at least a split this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what it'll be about is, is fine-tuning their hockey game. So I'm looking forward to it, Scott. should be a great weekend of hockey. Well, we got through the NHL deadline for you. Yep. Now it's college hockey for you. you got to focus on that. And then it's going to flip around to the NHL and AHL playoffs. So you're going to be a busy man, I know, over the next couple of months because yeah. you follow this diligently with your uh, various podcasts. And we, we enjoy watching them. We enjoy listening to them. And we enjoy your insight because you've seen it from every level. Yeah, and you know what I do? It's... Some might say it's an addiction. I think it's great. Uh, I do. I love hockey. I love following it. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm very excited to see what the Sun Devils do uh, up here in Minnesota. I think it's going to be a great weekend. And this is, this is a fun time of year. If you're a hockey fan, there's no better time of year. Absolutely. And I want to throw out the, uh, the great sponsors that we have with College Bar and Grill. And, uh, of course, the folks over behind the mask. And your favorite one is the... OxyPow. That stuff, <laughs> it really works. It's awesome. Definitely, I'm, I'm a huge fan of OxyPow, but thank you to all of our sponsors uh, and everything you guys do, and uh, we certainly appreciate it, and that's why Scott and I are able to bring you continuing coverage. And we're gonna try to inform people that the bus is still, like I told you last week, there's a couple of us sitting up front. That's right. A couple right. have joined us, but there's still plenty of room on the bus, so if you wanna get your business online with us here at College Hockey Southwest Weekly, by all means, get a hold of us. Take advantage of the great special we got running through the uh, Frozen Four, which of course is my new hashtag, Buffalo Bob. There you go. And you know, I mean, it's, it, 
at the risk of making it sound a little bit like PBS, <laughs> we can't do this for free. Right. Um, which and, I mean, but there's a reason why we're able to go the places we go and do the things we do. And so uh, sponsorship is important. So if you do enjoy what we do, how we do it, if, if uh, the coverage matters to you, um, it's always great to hear from you and let us know and, and you can contact Scott and let him know and, and maybe we can uh, work together on this and the continuing coverage right up through as Scott says, hashtag Buffalo Bound. All right, folks, uh, have a good week. Until next week, um, enjoy hockey.